Cyber 24 is presented by our friends at Valcom. Valcom is a Utah-based IT solutions and services provider with a drive for getting IT right. From ironclad security to computing and beyond, Valcom's 35-plus years means they have the experience and the expertise to help your business from desktop to the data center. Check them out at vlcm.com. And welcome to the Cyber 24 podcast, the weekly pod dedicated to helping business and governmental leaders better understand the often intimidating topic of cybersecurity so you can make better decisions to keep your organization safe. My name is Marty Carpenter of Northbound Strategy, where we put thought leadership into action. And today we're talking with Garth Landers of Theta Lake. We're going to discuss growing compliance risks from business communications. It's a really interesting conversation. Hope you enjoy it. All right, Garth. Well, let's start here. Maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, your professional background, and a little bit about uh, Theta Lake, if you would. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. So a little bit about me. I'm Garth Landers. I'm responsible for product marketing here at Theta Lake. And, um, you know, really, my background has straddled sort of the industry analyst and vendor spheres. So um, I've sort of ricocheted back and forth early on in my career. I was a Gartner analyst and um, was there for roughly six years and then left for a decade and, you know, went and uh, tried and, uh, you know, had a lot of great experiences in the um, ISV, you know, tech community at places like Mobius Management Systems and uh, EMC, now part of Dell. And uh, then came back to Gartner and, you know, spent more time there uh, as a research director. And I've worked in different fields. You know, I've been a part of um, vendors like Mimecast, who are firmly entrenched in the cybersecurity space that, uh, that your listeners and viewers may be aware of. Um, as well as, you know, governance, risk, and compliance as a whole. So focusing on areas like investigations and e-discovery. And while at Gartner, a lot of focus on uh, policies and procedures and providing guidance to to uh, to organizations. At Theta Lake, um, a little bit about us. We are, uh, we believe we're a leader, you know, a leader in unified communication, security, and compliance solutions. So we were born, uh, we, we were started in 2017, uh, long before, obviously, the, the recent huge adoption and explosion in unified communications, which, as we all know, uh, took place some three years ago with the advent of the COVID-19 pandemic and the you know, mass adoption of uh, platforms and suites that really provide the ability to collaborate via video, voice, you know, document sharing, uh, SMS, um, mobile phone communications, and others. And we were designed with the idea that organizations adopting these platforms, you know, still need to be protected, uh, secured, and ready for com- regulatory compliance obligations, some of which have been, you know, in existence for almost 100 years in the United States and the SEC and uh, going back to the 1930s and record-keeping obligations, um, you know, to really evolving uh, regulatory requirements and use cases that are evolving, uh, um, you know, due to the nature of the way we work, which is, 
you know, probably as you've discussed many times, really changed, right? Um, you know, really changed from long ago, you know, analog paper driven processes and, you know, sort of workflow driven um, organizations to real time, you know, asynchronous, synchronous collaboration, um, again, across all of these different modalities. So Data Lake really helps organizations in, in multiple industries um, uh, protect and provide, you know, capabilities for capturing, um, monitoring, identifying risks and potential, you know, policy violations in all of these different communication streams and formats. So the types of platforms that we're aligned with and support through uh, heavy integration uh, directly through APIs are things that, uh, you know, your listeners and viewers will probably use every day. Cisco WebEx, Microsoft Teams, um, Zoom, Ring Central. Um, you know, we have support for WhatsApp, um, Slack, and uh, close to 100 integrations. Uh, one of the things that that gives us a lot of confidence and allows us to deliver, you know, satisfaction in the industry is that many of these platforms that we support are not only partners, but also investors. So they recognize the value that we provide and partner and collaborate and work closely with us uh, to deliver a, you know, a seamless end user experience and, um, you know, uh, compliance and security for all of those platforms. There's nothing like, uh, there's nothing like noticing how you can have laws that are a hundred years old, like you mentioned, and then new technologies right. that come out like every couple of weeks and seeing, you know, businesses and like society just wanting to adopt the new technologies, but then having to work around laws that you know haven't been updated in some cases, like you say, for a century and really are uh, in need of some review. And, and the, it, But that doesn't really change anything for the business other than you have to find a way to remain compliant. That's right. You know, the, the old obligations don't go away. Um, they're adapted and then new ones materialize and evolve and are, you know, laser focused on uh, on what you're, you know, on, on how you're communicating today. As we saw recently, um, you know, close to $2 billion U.S. dollars in fines are have been levied or expected to be levied in the next year, um, you know, against very large investment banks for their use of unmonitored communication tools, one of which is, you know, very prevalent and um, getting a lot of headlines is WhatsApp. Um, so you'll you'll see that a lot in the regulatory landscape. Yeah. Uh, last November, Theta Lake released the 2022 Modern Communications Compliance and Security Report. I wonder if you could tell our listeners just a little bit about that report and what you would say are some of the top findings that you came across. Yeah, so thank you. That that report is uh, now our, our, you know, I think our, our fifth annual report, right, starting in 2018, and it captures the, you know, the thoughts, perceptions, opinions, and findings of, of over 500 participants spanning a number of industries, but most notably, uh, financial services, uh, public sector, and healthcare. And, you know, we we put this survey out and we asked them about, you know, what their expectations are in the regulatory landscape, what their expectations are in terms of, you know, communication platforms, unified communications, of which, 
uh, is a very useful data point because, as we know, organizations are using multiple platforms, um, and our our surveys, you know, validate that. And you know, it's a good it's a good piece of research in terms of great cross section, um, a couple of key you know personas and stakeholders in the organization in the form of IT and compliance being you know compliance teams being represented. And then a cross section of of different industry types and sizes, so it's um, it's well represented in sort of the two thousand you know and less and smaller organizations, two thousand employees, two thousand to ten thousand, and then you know very large organizations, ten thousand and above, with a you know pretty good allocation across those different organization types. So it gives us a lot of insight. Um, I think the second part of your question was what were some of the you know some of the top findings that came out of that. So um, really, you know, four or five key ones come to mind at a high level. Um, you can say that, you know, the top concern for organizations uh, tends to be the idea that many of these communication types are unmonitored. So unmonitored communication, you know, types like WhatsApp, um, you know, that we saw recently in the headlines are a potential big threat. And 66% of the organizations that we talk to uh, believe this is happening in their organizations. Um, you know, in many cases, you know, that's a belief. Um, some don't know, right? So it's what you don't know, obviously, that's um, that's going to hurt you. The second key finding that uh, that came out of this was that, you know, what you and I were talking about in terms of the regulatory landscape, obviously, in regulated industries like financial services, you know, this is more of an evolution um, for them, right? They've been addressing these challenges in other platforms like email for some time. What comes out of that is that their existing infrastructure, particularly email archives, are very inflexible and not built for today. So trying to take a platform, a solution that was built for a communication type that's static, you know, that doesn't, that's textual, but doesn't use video, doesn't use voice, you know, doesn't really allow you to share content in real time, isn't going to be a good fit. You know, in terms of looking at that content, today's content for regulatory investigations and trying to find um, potential policy violations and threats, you know, those email systems are not going to render content the same way. They're not going to preserve it in context. So for people like compliance personnel, they're going to have a hard time, you know, ascertaining what's going on um, and trying to figure out and piece together what's going on in their organization. Um, another key finding, the third one, I believe, was that, um, you know, of all of these different modalities that are happening in the workplace today, chat is really pervasive. Uh, chat presents, you know, a big risk in that for for one, in one case, I mean, more people, more organizations are leaning on and using and relying upon chat uh, than they are email, right? And so, that's a seismic shift in terms of the way that we work, the way that we collaborate, you know, the way that we get information in real time. 
And, you know, chat present, presents risk in the form of, you know, it's a vehicle. And, and this is not a negative. It's a vehicle for transferring files, for things like sharing links, which are ways to communicate, ways to deliver information in real time. But obviously, from a risk standpoint, those things can contain valuable IP. They could contain insider information. Um, you know, they could contain misleading or false information or information that needs to be, you know, monitored and, and regulated and communicated to um, recipients in the right case. I mean, you know, if you're thinking about investment bankers or traders and brokers, you know, sharing information via chat with out people outside of the firewall, outside of the organization, you know that could be a a major a major risk of of, of in in some cases of you know violation of the law, right? So uh, chat represents that pervasive um, use case that's a threat and challenge. And then we start to look at you know evolving things that come out of the survey and and trend number four is you know asking those res uh, those respondents to sort of put look into the crystal ball. And say what's what's going to happen in the near term in terms of you know the regulatory landscape, and four out of five respondents believe that video uh, will be part of the regulatory landscape soon. So much like you know you and I are dialed in here today into a Zoom conversation, could be Teams, it could be Cisco WebEx, it could be Ring Central, it could be any number of them. Um, it's a big way that, you know, remote work, hybrid work, and even, you know, a return to the office, we're going to continue to use these platforms. So it makes sense that, you know, at some time in the future, regulatory bodies will start to address this and, and modify and provide guidance accordingly. And the last key trend uh, that came out of this survey was one that, you know, is not really I, I would I would say it's more validation, and it's something that we've always known. I think in in kind of the digital workplace, um, you know, the volume of content that overwhelms organizations just continues. And adding all of these new mod modalities, whether it's video, you know, whether it's voice, whether it's SMS, um, whether it's file sharing um, or chat, you know. There's a huge exponential, you know, accelerant and growth factor in those communication types. And as a result, you know, we talked about sort of the legacy platform, legacy infrastructure. Organizations, 85% of respondents say that, you know, searching for critical information, identifying relevant data is difficult and hard. So... You know, that's one that I think we've always known and seen and, and just gets more challenging um, with the adoption and sort of the embrace of the digital workplaces, we'll call it, and digital transformation. But specifically, use cases like e-discovery and investigations and even just sort of everyday, you know, sort of knowledge worker, business user um, use cases. You know, it's, it's going to be hard. So search and relevant search um, is very important today. If you're looking for protection from uncontrolled access, Salto can deliver the perfect solution, tailored to your exact requirements to provide you with 
all the security convenience and control you need. With Salto, you install access control in a wire-free environment, so there's no need to hardwire the building. Because Salto works on a virtual network, you can enroll or replace a lost key within seconds, making reprogramming and rekeying a problem of the past. See how Salto can make your access control and building security simpler and safer at vlcmtech.com salto. That's vlcmtech.com s-a-l-t-o. There's plenty to keep you up at night, but with so many remote workers, IoT devices, and multiple clouds, it's hard to balance keeping everyone productive while keeping the network secure. With Aruba's Edge Services platform, you don't have to choose between delivering network performance or closing security gaps. Learn how Aruba's SASE and Zero Trust framework can help you deploy network security services how and where you choose. Get the facts by visiting vlcm.com slash edge. That's vlcm.com slash edge. Garth, how, how are organizations from your perspective shifting priorities from enabling hybrid modern workplaces with unified communication tools to ensuring that their compliance and their security is front and center in, in all that they're doing on the communication side. Yeah, so definitely, you know, over the last couple of years, I think, um, you know, 2020, 2021, it was all about getting the organization enabled and enabling productivity and compliance and security would come later. So today, clearly this is at the forefront, right? The regular regulatory scrutiny, and regardless of industry, obviously those are financial services oriented things that we're reading about today. But, you know, you could be, if you're a fully digital organization or a hybrid organization, you're going to start thinking about the compliance and security implications you know, sooner rather than later. Now, the way that organizations are prioritizing this, you know, takes a couple of different forms. Um, from a regulatory standpoint, you know, it matters if you're if you're regulated. Um, you know, you're going to have it's not a nice to have or an ideal thing to do or you know something we'll get to. It's mandatory. So that's a pretty clear uh, driver, right? If you're if you're in a regulated industry like FinServe or healthcare. Or insurance, um, you know, you're you're going to have an obligation to do that. So that becomes an impetus. The way that they're prioritizing it, you know, really is interesting in that, you know, no one. I think I think people are realizing you can't do all of this all at once necessarily. So they're taking a very sequential and tactical approach. You know, maybe it's a modality from a security standpoint or a compliance standpoint that they want to get control of. You know, maybe it's voice, maybe it's chat. Um, so they're looking at these incrementally and we recommend that and we support that from a platform standpoint. There's no need. Our real value proposition is for us to slide seamlessly into what you're doing today. So you want to take advantage of that archive you, you have today or that supervision and investigative system, we can feed you the content and you can do that on a use case basis. So organizations are, are doing so. Um, you know, from a security standpoint, it's interesting. We just launched a product in October called Meetings Risk Manager, and it was in conjunction, conjunction with Zoomtopia, 
And what we see there in the Zoom world and other other platforms is that, you know, with all of these platforms, there's a tremendous amount of innovation occurring. They're SaaS-based, they're cloud-based. So the continuous updates that take place from an application deployment standpoint are there. You combine that with the decentralized way that organizations are working and collaborating, and those end users now have a lot of control over something like what we're doing today, which is a Zoom meeting where you they can decide, you know, is there a waiting room? Is double authentication required? Um, can I share content? Can I allow people from outside of my organization to join? And so what's happening there, that decentralized nature, that sort of, um, you know, continuous deployment update and, and application improvement is resulting in what's called configuration drift. And organizations are trying to get a better handle on what are my policies? What are my security settings for environments like Zoom today? And what should they be, right? State will help you answer that. And what should the baseline and foundation be? And, you know, building on that, how have they changed over time? And then what are the behaviors that are happening in my meeting, you know, in my meeting rooms? Who's sharing content? Who's using Zoom or Microsoft Teams on the weekends? You know, who's using them at off hours outside of their work zone? So what are these patterns that we need to identify? So organizations are taking stock, analyzing, and starting to realize and plan for this in different ways. But I'd say, you know, the smart ones and, uh, and you know, the, the ones that have, you know, thought about this and, and that we work with, look at this sequentially and tactically with an eye on the big picture, but, you know, looking to solve those problems today and with fast time to value. So what do you think the next few years look like in terms of compliance and regulation? I mean, what could a business do right now to prepare to be sort of future-proof in their collaboration tool usage? Yeah, great question. So, you know, I think I think organizations really need to prepare for things change, you know, continuous change, right? I think we, we saw there's numbers that, that are around that the pandemic brought on and accelerated changes that were in effect, you know, that were happening, but probably brought them to the forefront cumulatively, like, three to five years faster than expected, right? Because of, you know, the mass adoption of, of the virtual workplace. So I think we can expect, you know, probably, hopefully, you know, probably not rapid change that was due to, um, you know, an unfortunate circumstance and tragedy like COVID-19. So probably more incremental change, but really cementing and, you know, uh, concentrating on these tools and platforms, right? So, building their business processes around virtual meetings, customer onboarding, customer adoption, customer support, um, in addition to, you know, internal company collaboration dynamics. So these things will become foundational, fortified, you know, and really ingrained in the way we work. So from a regulatory, you know, compliance standpoint, obviously, you know, we can expect regulators to start to adjust accordingly. Um, you know, 
the folks at FINRA and SEC or, you know, and NASD have already started providing more and more guidance and saying, maybe not specifically video, but you should probably be aware, more aware of the channels that you're using in your organization. Um, you know, I don't know is not a good approach. So in terms of what organizations can and should do to be future-proof, in ter- in, to answer your question, is to you know build a foundation, um, start to rationalize, understand um, you know how they're going to lean into these new modes of communication, which tools they'll be using, which ones they'll be adopting in the future, and then identify what are the controls that we need to have in place. Um, you know, a lot in terms of policy, developing policies around retention, developing policies around access, um, you know, again, developing policies around the way we use these tools uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, virtual meeting spaces. So, you know, that's always the wise thing to do from a procedural and policy standpoint. And then from a, um, you know, from an enforcement standpoint, it's, None of this ever sits still, right? We can talk about how change may be more incremental than it was in the last three years. Um, but, you know, technology doesn't sleep, right? And so from a policy enforcement audit standpoint, always being prepared, always being vigilant, rechecking those policies, making sure that they're consistently enforced and utilized and being revisited will be important. And then, of course, from a technology standpoint, suffice to say, uh, you know, we believe that a solution like Theta Lake is future-proof because it allows you to use those tools, preserve their native context, you know, you you know, preserve their native fidelity, um, and you know, capture voice, video, text as it occurred, without having to you know render it into something like an email format uh, where it becomes unreadable and unusable. And doesn't you know contain things like likes and reactions and gifs and the way that we work today. So you know preserving that fidelity, you know maintaining the context will be really important. And being able to scale from a process standpoint, um, you know the idea that you're going to organizations are not going to want to use you know multiple tools for multiple content types. They're going to look to solidify and centralize where applicable and where appropriate. So, you know, upfront in terms of capturing all of those different communication streams is a great place to to start that. I think you've certainly given our audience a lot to think about when it comes to these types of uh, issues. Some of the stuff they may not have ever considered before because we just adopt these tools and jump right in and start using them. Uh, Garth, I wonder if you could give us one big takeaway. If the audience remembers just one thing from our discussion today, what do you think is the most important thing they should take away? I think the most important thing to take away would be, you know, the the key finding from our report that unmonitored communications are a big threat. Now, you know, one of the reasons unmonitored communications are taking place, you know, if if you're a listener, viewer today, you're asking, well, I'm providing all of these tools. Why would someone seek to use an alternative other than being nefarious, right? And looking to do something that's um, misconduct or or goes around the rules. The reason they're using these unmonitored communications in large part is because organizations 
are deploying platforms like unified communication platforms and not fully enabling their functionality. So if they're using a meeting room, they're not enabling in-meeting chat or they're not allowing the sharing of whiteboards um, or you know something like that. They're not they're not allowing those types of features to be turned on. So the the use of unmonitored communications is happening because end users are always going to find a way. Um, the reason for those you know function that functionality being turned off is that you know compliance and security in this case is a roadblock, and organizations are often saying no to embracing new functionality because they believe it presents a risk. It's not the way they've worked before. It, they believe it's going to result in more work for them from a security, from an investigation, from a compliance standpoint. And they're just saying no and not fully enabling that. So, you know, water always finds a way, um, our CEO Devin likes to say, um, so that, you know, they're going to find a way around um, using the, you know, using restricted tools and they'll turn to applications that are not supported. And then of course that encourages bad behavior, presents a bigger risk to the organization in the worst case scenario results in mammoth fines and sanctions and, you know, potential loss of reputation. So unmonitored communications are happening for a reason. Really at Theta Lake, what we look to do is enable those organizations to use you know, 100% of the functionality that's there so that they receive the full benefit and get a return on investment and at the same time are productive, but also compliant and secure. Garth Landers from Theta Lake, we really appreciate your time and your insight today. Thanks so much. If our uh, listeners want to find out more about uh, either some insights that you provide or more about Theta Lake, where can they do that? Yeah, you can always visit us at uh, thetalake.com. Of course, uh, check us out on Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, reach out to us at sales at thetalake.com or myself, garth.landers at thetalake.com. We look forward to hearing from you and thank you very much for the opportunity again. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for being with us. That'll do it for this episode. I want to thank our sponsors at Valcom. At Valcom, you get much more than a dedicated IT retailer. They become an extension of your IT team. Whether you're a startup or an enterprise, Valcom has the technical sales and engineering expertise to make your business more effective and more productive. Check them out at VLCM.com. That's VLCM.com. Special thanks as well to our supporting partners, the Utah Division of Technology Services, the Kem C. Gardner Policy Institute, the Utah Attorney General's Office, the Utah Department of Public Safety, and our friends at Secuvant. A reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at Cyber24 underscore, or you can hit us up on Facebook as well. We want to hear from you in either place to let us know what you think, or if you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on a future episode. You can also rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We love those five-star ratings. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week and stay safe online.